Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. <laughs> oh, man. Um, how many is your first time? You ever been here before? Is that something people do on Father's Day? They go to new churches? Come on. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. You guys know I'm a mess every time I get up here. But you know why I'm a mess? Because, like, the Holy Spirit just moves so strong up to this point, and he still does. But I'm like, by this point, I'm like, I'm like three sheets. Like, I'm like four drinks in or something. Like, I'm a lightweight, so, like, only takes a couple. Anyway, so, just kidding. All right. <laughs> Things pastors shouldn't say. Uh, can, I, can I tell a little joke just because I kind of had it on my heart? Just. I don't, I don't know if you'll like it as much as I did, but I, I liked it. It says, and so the, <laughs> uh, so the doctor says to his patient, you are in terrible shape. And unless something is quickly done, you're going to die. So this father, so to this father, and, so, and then he goes on. He says, you're under way too much stress. You're not eating right. Tell your wife that she must start cooking more nutritious meals, less meat, and less desserts. And to help reduce the stress... Have her keep the kids off your back so you can relax. Then make a budget and tell her she has to stick to it. If, she does, if, you do, if she'll do all this, you should completely recover. Otherwise, you'll be dead in a month. So obviously this, this man's shaken. He says, to the, he says to, the, to the doctor, he says, Doc, would you mind calling my wife before I get home and give her those instructions? When he got home, his wife rushed up to him and says, I just talked to the doctor, she wailed. Honey, he says, you only have 30 days to live. <laughs> I wanted to make that mine, like, honey, you have to stop feeding me kale and other things, but. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I'm thankful for Hallmark this morning for giving us, for giving us days like Father's Day and Mother's Day, like, would you think about it, though? Like, would we have days set apart for moms and dads? It's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure someone would think, like, hey, can we just can we start doing this? But Hallmark, they just, they heard from the Lord, and they just knew. <laughs> they just knew it was important. So I just, I kind of love this. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Um, but I think I told you during worship, like, I just, I felt like every, every, like, Father's Day should just be every day for the Father. Um, I want to, I, I do want to, I don't love doing, theme messages with the holiday. There is something about that, like Easter, I kind of like, I try to kick the system um, because I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like it's, we should be doing Easter every day. Why are we, but I get it, I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a grumpy man. Um, but I wanted, I wanted to hit just a couple things where we did a lot of ministry, which I love, so we will probably be shorter. Um, but I wanted to start with Luke 2.24. Um, I kept hearing this thing as I was, as I was, as I was uh, praying the last couple of weeks about, about Father's Day. And last week, we talked a lot about identity. We talked a lot about that you, you don't have a sin nature. We talked, I mean, we just keep going at this in this church, but we talked about um, that, that we're free from working for our identity, that we actually are just, we're righteous and holy because he's our dad, because he set us free. Um, in fact, it was at Colossians that says that he set us free of the domain of darkness and released us into the new kingdom. And so I just, we've been set free. Like, I, at first I was like, we should just keep going down Romans now. Let's just do that. But I just, I feel like I want to do more ministry than just preach for an hour. 
But I did want to, I wanted to go after this a little bit, this, this thought I had in my head, where is the Father taking you? Where is the Father taking you? Where is the Father taking you? And I, whew, can we just, just close your eyes right now? Let's just start, let's start this right. So you have it in your head. I want, you to, I want this to be a, a, a sound. And just say, Father, where are you taking me? Where are you leading me? Where are you going? I want to come. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I want, that, I want that prayer just kind of in your heart as we, as we just, as we go down this little path. Um, I think of Jesus, I was reminded of Jesus at the beginning, and I, don't, I, haven't, heard this, I haven't heard this description in a little while, but it, it, Jesus runs away, or I, I think the way I heard it to, told is that they went into this town and the parents moved on. I love that they actually didn't know, they moved, his, Jesus' parents moved on out of the town as if like they forgot their kids, Right? I mean, that's hilarious. Like, <laughs> where'd Reagan go? <laughs> we left her at dance. Oh, poop. Like, <laughs> Reagan's sitting there. like, where are your parents? And they're like, I must be about my father's business. <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus, he, he gets left in this, in this room with a bunch of teachers, you know, and, and sharing and listening. I, that's why I see it. And, and his, the parents come and find him. It's in Luke, uh, Luke 2.49. Go there for a second. So his parents, so he was, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast. This is 40, verse 41. When he became 12, they went up there according to the customs of the feast. And as they were returning, after spending the full number of days, the boy stayed behind. The boy Jesus stayed behind um, in Jerusalem. But his parents were unaware of it. I'm gonna be real. I've been left at soccer practice before. Like I've literally been that guy multiple times with the coach, all alone. Right? Like how many of you guys ever been there? <laughs> Some wounds there. I gotta healed up. <laughs> I've been left at soccer practice. I've been left at swim team. I've been left. <laughs> it's not easy being a parent. I get it now. And. Uh, <laughs> crying on the inside. Okay, so, oh, I'm not. Okay, and it, his parents were unaware of it, but he suppo- but supposed him to be in the caravan and went a day's journey. They went a whole day without their son. <laughs> Natalie's over there laughing. <laughs> Some of you want to do this, all right? Like, just make sure you're, you have a very secure son or daughter. And then they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him because they're good parents. Then after three days, <laughs> three days, he's 12. Okay. Clearly we, we have missed culture on this one, right? <laughs> We're like, our 12-year-olds are still being babysat. He's like running around the countryside. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, uh, then after three days, he found him, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and, a- and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Come on. 
Behold, your father and I have been anxious looking for you. I love it. Behold, son. He's 12. Okay. I'm going to start talking to my kids that way. Maybe they'll listen to me. Okay. And he said to them, why? This is Jesus now. Little kid Jesus, right? This is, think of a 12-year-old, right? Don't miss the story. Right? Don't, don't miss the story in the scriptures. Then, then this 12-year-old Jesus says to them, why is it that you are looking for me? Sorry, I read a lot of children's books. Why is it you are looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? Another, another verse, or another um, translation says, I'm about my father's business. But they did not understand the statements we had made to them. Uh, and he went, and they probably didn't understand it because they were amazed that he was even there. Like, they just didn't realize where he was at. Just a thought. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and continued in subjection to them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and his mother treasured. I just, I've never read that word before. Have you guys ever seen that in there? He, he continued in subjection to them. Like, like he had another option, right? Like, he's 12-year-old. He's their parents. Like, emancipation? No. Okay. <laughs> and Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I want to pull that out there. Obviously, the part that I really love that I want to highlight is that I have to be with my father's business. Oh, grace to the dad. <laughs> we're all like, oh, poor little girl. And we're like, I'm like, poor dad. Like, come on. <laughs> we love you, dad. Go for it. <laughs> You're, be courageous. <laughs> Just play it. Oh, um, and so this idea of like, where's God taking? Where was God taking him? The Bible actually says that unless you hate your mother, your father, your brother, sister, that you can't be a part of me. Jesus was 12, and he was aware enough to leave his mother and father. Like, what's going through his head right now? What's going through his head? There are so many good reasons not to be about his father's business right now. Right? Like, any, any 12-year-old, and I'm sure, maybe, it's, maybe in our culture it's like 6, because 12 was like they're 18 or something, I don't know, but... But I'm saying, like, this, is, this was a big deal. Like, he, he literally, he's, he's following his dad around at the age of 12. He's just, he's just doing only what he sees his father doing at this point. And then we move forward in John 5, when Jesus starts his ministry, John 5, 19. And I'll, I'll back, verse 18. For this reason, before the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because he, he not only was breaking his, the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Man, he's still bucking the system when he grows up, doesn't he? He's just like, <laughs> he's calling himself Jesus. <laughs> he's calling himself God. They're hating this. Verse 19. Therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the Son of Man... The son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. It's like he's saying the same thing and over again. Don't you know? I'm not doing this for me. I'm about my father's business right now. For whatever the father does, these things the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the father will show him greater things than these so that you will marvel. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son also gives life to those whom he wishes. 
So I, I just love this theme. God, where are you taking us? Where did he, t- he was taking Jesus even at a young age. I don't care whether you're 12 or 85 or, you know, it's like you're, my friend Tim, Tim over here, Tim, um, he's, uh, he's getting ready to go on a massive journey, him and Jan and, and their, their family moved to Idaho, their kids and their, have their grandkids and they're getting ready to uproot and follow God. So I didn't ask you if I could use an example, but I, I, Tim's been in our community for a long time and he's getting ready to go. And I just really honor Tim. We've honored him a lot in this community because he just, he's, he's, he is such a great father to his family. But what, ha- what would you do if God told you to, to let your family keep going in the caravan and I want you to stay here and sit and learn and teach? What would you do? What, 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 was, what is he calling you to do? Where is he going? Where is the father going? I don't want to turn this into a you need to do message and do stuff with him because the reality is what's, where is God taking you might be in your prayer room with him alone. He's, he's calling you just for, some, for some time alone, some slow down time. But, but what if? But what if the father is taking you where it feels really uncomfortable. To Jesus, Jesus, his ministry was launched. I, some, I, I would think, I, I like this idea that Jesus' ministry was launched really when he was baptized by John the Baptist. And he was, he was, he was brought into the water by John the Baptist and Jesus, um, some say Jesus was actually one of John's disciples. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's an interesting idea if you want to put that thought in your head. But you got to remember, Jesus used to be a disciple. Jesus was a disciple in that, as a 12-year-old, he was learning in that room of, of, uh, of teachers. And, and so Jesus gets this, he starts his ministry off. And what, is, what does the father do to push Jesus forward to follow him into this new ministry? What's he doing? What's he do? In front of everybody, in front of everybody, the father's voice comes down and says, you are my son, and who I am proud of. And so he starts this whole thing as, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Have you heard the father say, I'm proud of you lately? I want to ask you guys, like, which one of you has not heard? I won't do that. Don't do that. Don't raise your hand. But like, it, it, it might be half of us. It might be 70% of us. And if you just know he's proud of you so he doesn't have to say it anymore, well, that's probably good enough because that's where we're going, right? We're going there. But I wanted to, I wanted to do just two things. I, I want to get kind of practical. I don't want to go deep theology. I just, where's God taking you? Okay, can, can you see the path in front of you? Imagine Jesus. We think, sometimes we forget that Jesus didn't do anything of, him, of himself. He did nothing of himself. He just followed God around. You just follow the father around. How many of you guys, it's scary when you take risk? Raise your hand. It's just scary, right? It's just scary to step over that chicken line or whatever. You're praying for somebody. Maybe you have to move some. You have to move out of the state. Maybe you have to quit your job. Maybe you have to start something new that you're not sure is going to be successful. It's scary. But you know what? Jesus didn't do anything scary until he saw the father do it. He didn't do anything until he saw the father do it. So Jesus wasn't sitting there going, I wonder how this is going to turn out. Well, he might have, but it wasn't like, I wonder if this is going to fail. 
He was always thinking, I wonder if this is going to change the whole world. I wonder if this is going to open up a whole new adventure for me. I wonder if this door that no man can open and no man can close, I wonder if this is the door that takes me into the next great awakening for my life. I wonder if I, wonder if I do this, this is where freedom finally comes. I wonder if. And so Jesus just walked around with this if statement in front of him. Like, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. We walk around going, what if. What if it doesn't, what if they don't like me? What if it doesn't work? What if, what if I get too, too encountered by God in the front and everybody looks at me and they think I'm weird? What if it starts a revival though? I wonder if. And Jesus walked around, I wonder I wonder if. I honestly don't know exactly how Jesus walked around because he's way bigger than the person I make him out to be. But to me, there's lots of scripture that, that's showing a Jesus that walks around only doing what the Father does. And when people call him out and try to tell him he's wrong, his response is, don't look at me. I'm just doing what the Father tells me to do. And he knows that he knows that this, is, this, is, this will always lead to freedom. It will always lead to freedom. So I want to ask you two, I'm going to ask you two questions, two sets of questions. And I want you to get your phones out right now. I think, I, I know that being, sometimes when we actually do stuff in church, you get way more transformation than when you just listen. Not all the time. Sometimes listening is really powerful and you get these revelations that just sit in your belly and just creates transformation. But I love doing something. So if you have a phone and it has a, as, as a notes app, pull it out. If you want to be rebellious, I'm okay with that. I can't control you. And it's kind of hot in your... Um, Michael, can you get the AC? I love it. Fire, it's the, it's the, who has heat on them right now? Raise your hand. We're going to pray for you. Show. <laughs> it's me, Jesus. <laughs> who hears that? Who feels a heat on their forehead right now? You're not wrong, right? God is on you. <laughs> if you feel warm right now, I want you to know that God has a calling for your life. <laughs> Who here has breath coming out of their lungs? I want to tell you right now that the Lord is highlighting you and he's calling you a son and a daughter and he's calling you to go take the nations. <laughs> oh. I just feel like God wants for more ministry. If you have two eyes, I want you to know that God is highlighting you this morning. <laughs> and he's saying, open your eyes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. You guys ready? You guys got your phones out? This is great. It's the only time you're allowed. Oh, Jesus. If you feel the wind of the Lord, he's highlighting you. All right. <laughs> All right, here's, here's the thing. There's two things I want to cover. One, you may not recognize and be encouraged that you're actually following the Father right now. There are places in your life that you are following him, and you don't stop to think about it, and so you don't feel encouraged. But when, I, when people come up to me, sometimes they're like, hey, I don't know what to do. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? You're killing it. Like, I see you follow God all the time. What's going on? And so first thing I want to do, 
I want you to write down, I want you to close your eyes, I want you to, I want you to ask God, ask the Holy Spirit, ask yourself, I don't care who you ask, what are, where are two areas that I am following the Father right now? Just two things. Two things that I just know that I'm following the Father in. If you can't come up with two, I want you to come up for prayer later. I'm going to give you a second. This is important to me. Two things you see God the Father being for you in your life right now. Two ways you're following him. Another way of saying this is, you know, where have you let God be a father for you? When you're done, just look up at me with eyes of love and fire and revival. Because <laughs> it gets me drunk. Okay. Okay, I think, I think I see a lot of eyes. Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes. And I want, to hear you the, I want you to hear the Father say this over you. Just close your eyes. Great job. I'm so proud of you that you're following me in these areas. You didn't have to. You had choices, but you said yes. And I'm so excited for the fruit that's coming out of these areas and will come. And just, just let yourself be congratulated just for a second. Okay. <laughs> you can continue to get congratulated later. It's a good idea. Okay, now here's what I wanna do. I want you to ask the Father for two areas now that he wants you to start following him in. It could be your finances. It could be in friendships. It could be in laying down um, thoughts that aren't producing fruit. I don't know what it is for you. He's a beautiful personal father that is more than capable to pastor a church. So close your eyes or whatever, whatever you need to do to, to get still. And by the way, don't doubt what you hear. Don't doubt it. it. It's just better to believe. You're a believer. You're not a doubter. So just, no one's gonna police you if you get it wrong. Just write down what you feel like you heard. Two areas that you feel he's calling you to follow him in. Two areas that you need to be about your father's business. And when you're done, look at your neighbor with those big eyes of love. <laughs> Jesus. I want you to see something here. Raise your hand if, if you got something that you feel like you follow, you're following God in. Two things, one or two things. Raise your hand if you got something. Raise your hand. Cool. Look at the guys, you're all so successful. 
You guys are all six and seven. Now raise your hand if, you, if there was a couple things that you felt like God says, I want you to, I want, I want to, I want to lead you in these areas. Raise your hand if that was you. Now look around, look around. Listen, you, you don't recognize how much we're all growing sometimes. You don't realize it because you think you're special that you're the only one failing at this. But reality is you're all succeeding and you're all growing. Listen, you could be that 12-year-old Jesus sitting in that room that said he was both, he was listening to them. So Jesus was listening and understanding and growing. That's where we're all at. So that doesn't, so you can't let the like, I'm missing it in these two areas, mess up the fact that you're killing it in these two areas. Amen? All right, here's the deal. I want to pray over it. I want to pray for these two areas that you're going in. I'm to put your hand on your heart. And I want you to ask the Father this question. You ready? This is a small encounters we're going into. If you didn't know this, so this is. We're, just gonna, we're, we're, we're doing ministry with the Father. I want you to ask the Father this question. God, how in the world am I going to follow you there? And I want you to write down his answer. It could be simple or it could be fun and ornate. I want you to write down his answer when you get it. You guys are all in an encounter. You're not writing anything down. I love it. <laughs> Jesus. Come on, God. I just hear some of the words I hear right now, just in the spirit. Just, you have everything you need. I hear the words, I'm opening the door. I'm hearing the words, it's easy, just walk forward. Yeah. If you haven't written that down, can you write it down? Just write it down right now. Or whatever you heard, write it down. Here's why. Because you're gonna get up in a few minutes and you're gonna leave. And the world's gonna try to help you forget the powerful truth that he just put in your heart. And the only thing you've got to get where you're going is truth. And so whether he gives you more of it when you leave and you meditate later on, I don't care. But get the truth to follow him. Jesus, he had this relationship with the Father that just was never in contention. 
It was never in contention. In fact, when the devil took him into the desert and tried to like, well, actually the Holy Spirit led him to the desert, but he was there. And, and, when he, and he tried to lie to him and try to pull away the truth. And Jesus just kept coming back with truth. That was how solid his relationship with his father was. On. And by the way, listen, I, I had two dads and I still don't feel like I was fathered. So some of us didn't have dads. Or they were doing the best they could, and it just didn't happen as well as you wished it would have. <laughs> and I want you to know, like, they did the best they could. Okay? Your dad wounds, they just need Jesus. Let me just phrase, let me rephrase that more theologically correct. They needed Jesus. But if you're sitting here and you're a believer, they got Jesus. So walking this walk with him, following the Father around, is actually letting the Father be the, be the healing that, that ever needed to be done and just keep walking forward. The Bible says nothing separates you from the Father's love. And so we might have history with our fathers that isn't super fun, but you have a current reality with the Father. And you know how to live that out in victory? is you keep doing what we just did. You keep asking him, how are we gonna do that? Because in the back of our heads, we've got stories that tell me why my father's not enough. And Jesus wants to break those stories, but he can't break them unless you stop and you ask him, how are we gonna get this done, God? And then he says, because I'm enough. Amen. I want you guys to stand with me. You guys are now have an extra sword in your belt. We need a bigger, we need a bigger knife for you. <laughs> oh. I just want to, can we exalt him for a minute? I, I, I just love ending in worship. Um. Just look at the Father as we exalt him and just know that if you just keep your eyes on him, you will always get where you need to go. You will always. Let's just, I just want more worship. And we exalt thee. We exalt thee. And we Oh.
perfect in all of your ways. You're perfect in all of your ways, God. And I will follow you. I will follow you. I will follow you. Oh, my God. Put your hand on your heart. Guys, say, God, you're faithful. God, you're faithful. Say, you've never let me down. You're a good, good, good father. Yeah, we celebrate you. We honor you, God, that you would lead us where we sometimes don't want to go. Come on. That you would take us in the river into our promised land out of the desert, God. Yeah, say, say, just say this, God, I trust you. Even though I'm scared sometimes, I'm going to do it scared. Because you're right there and you've given me everything I need. Wow, 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 yeah. Just give him praise, give him thanks right now. Just lift his name up. Jesus, come on, come on, raise your voice. Thank you, God. You're worthy of following, Papa. You're a good father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. If any, part of the prayer team, come on up. Part of the prayer team, um, we've got a hearing from God class right afterwards. Um, if you've never taken my hearing from God class, man, take, a, take 15, 20 minutes right after service and and. And take it with me. It's awesome. It's scary sometimes.
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.